Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome to the show. I am very happy to be back. Uh, I just bumped into Bill in the hallway and he said, uh, he said it was a lot for him to do that extra hour the past two weekends when I wasn't here, but I asked if he put on at least my voice or attempted to, and he said he played the part of me rather well the past two weeks. So I am happy to be back. I was away uh, last weekend. I was uh, working at the Fall Home Show, and then the weekend before that, uh, I was in PEI for the weekend, and I have to say... It had been um, over 30 years since I had been to PEI, um, and as a Maritimer growing up in Nova Scotia, we went once as a kid to visit the island and uh, did the, uh, all the like Anne of Green Gables stuff, so I really had no memory of the island at all. Uh, so it was really great to get an invitation out there to be part of the uh, International Shellfish Festival, which was that particular weekend in September, and it's part of like this larger celebration on the island that uh, it, it takes part over. Uh, sorry, it spans about a month. So it's like a month long like celebration of island flavors and people and they bring in some, you know, cool celebrity chefs and different guests for various activities. And then the shellfish festival kind of happens right in the middle of it. And I hadn't heard of the festival before, but I was amazed by how many people from Canada and from the U.S. had traveled to Prince Edward Island specifically on that weekend because they had heard about and wanted to attend the Shellfish Festival. There was not a room available on the island that weekend I was there. Like everything was booked out. Uh, There were so many people in town for the festival. Also, I discovered on my plane, there appeared to be an orthodontist convention that same weekend as well. So all the rooms were taken up, probably not even an Airbnb to be had. And we had a really great weekend actually. So I was asked to go... I was asked to go to PEI to judge a chowder competition. And I will tell you that I was, I was so busy leading up to my departure that I didn't really look into a lot. Like I kind of, I knew I had a flight. I knew where I was staying. Um, I knew that I was judging a chowder competition as part of a shellfish festival. And that's about all I knew. So as part of the trip, I got to uh, also like visit a potato farm, you know, and you think PI potatoes, of course, they've got that nice red soil and uh, an oyster farm. And as someone who just loves shellfish, uh, you know, what a treat to eat, you know, fresh oysters while you're just you know, a few feet away from from the farm and from the water where they're where they're growing. Um, so as part of my duties for the chowder competition. I didn't really know what was going on. I'm like, okay, there's probably a bowl of chowder and we just take a little bite or whatever, take a little sip, slurp. Um, But it turned out there were five judges, some of them, some local people from the island, and then myself and uh, another, uh, a writer who had also flown in from Ontario to be a part of it. And there were 16 entries. But because you're also judging them on the look and the presentation of their dish, these different chefs and restaurants, they give you full giant bowls of chowder. And you don't just take one spoonful because you need to taste it and you're trying to decide, is it, is it too salty? Is it too bland? Is what, what is that spice that's in there? And then you, you need to compare it with others. So when you have 16 bowls of like, 
chowder with heavy, with, there's cream, there's butter, there's potatoes, there's big chunks of really delicious island seafood. That was sort of hard to turn away. So I joke that we, we judge this competition of the least filling ingredients because after a couple spoonfuls, you were really kind of done. Um, but it was really, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. And, um, a friend of mine from Calgary was also in town for the festival. So we drove around the island and we, uh, you know, we wanted, be- he's from Calgary, so he really wanted to, to find a beach for photos. And we, of course, did a quick visit, uh, the one day that it was raining to the Anne of Green Gables house. And one of the things that you've probably seen from people who have visited Prince Edward Island is you take sort of, you take a selfie or you take a photo of yourself in the straw. There's a straw hat that you can buy all over the island for $15. It's an Anne of Green Gables hat. It's a little straw hat. I think they only make one size and it's actually for children. And it has um, two red braids on the side. So of course, everyone, once you find that hat, you want to take a photo, whether or not you actually purchase it to take home. And I took a photo of that. And uh, of course, it's on my Instagram, on my Facebook. You can find me at Pei Chen. But I laughed because the comment that was most common with my friends was, I can't believe you actually put on the hat because I have anxiety about trying hats on. I always think I'm afraid of lice. So when I, you know, want, I look at cute little fedoras and shops or toques and stuff, and I, I get really stressed about it. I'm like, I think this hat will fit. And I have so much anxiety about it that my friend's like, I can't believe you put on the Anne of Green Gables hat. My response was, but it was the Anne of Green Gables hat. Everyone needs a photo of themselves with, uh, with the braids. Um, so now that we're officially into October, I think it's okay to start talking about Halloween. I, not big into dressing up, so I'm not going to talk about it a lot. But I was at Winners the other day, and I have no idea what the hot trends are for kids' costumes. But for adults, there was a rack of costumes, and they were all food costumes. So again, I put some photos up on Instagram, at Pei Chen. But there was like this great bacon costume. You could be a slice of pizza. You could be a burger. You could be a... Uh, fried egg. Uh, the other trend I seem to notice in the costumes that were there were like rubber masks uh, that were animal masks. So you could be a unicorn, you could be a horse, a giraffe, like really cute things. Those were a little hard to, to see out of though. But um, if you have your Halloween costume planned, or I'd like to know like what's popular in terms of costumes for kids or for adults, text in 71010. Let me know if you've already started thinking about Halloween costumes. I think uh, even though they're not our potential presidents, I think Trump and Clinton costumes, Hillary Clinton costumes are going to be quite popular. I've already seen a few of those rubber masks posted on Facebook and on Twitter. But uh, text in, let me know, 71010. And uh, I'd love to know what you're planning for Halloween this year. I'll tell you what's coming up. I'm really excited to talk to the two chefs that I have uh, here at the station. There's a new restaurant that I tried out um, just a few weeks ago, about two weeks ago. It's called Planta. It's at Bay and Bloor. It's in the former Pangea location. So just, you know where that giant Gap store is on Bay, on Bay at the corner of Bloor? Well, it's just a few steps north of that. But it's a very new type of restaurant to hit Toronto. It's plant-based. And you might be like, well, what, what does that mean? Does that mean it's all salad? No, there is salad. It's not all salad. Um, it's actually vegan, but they don't use the word vegan. I'm like, ah, okay. So you're, maybe some people will be fooled by the idea that they hear, well, it's plant-based. That must mean they just have a lot of plants and vegetables. 
So it's a new type of restaurant because there are a lot of vegetarian and vegan restaurants in Toronto, but they tend to be kind of um, quick service. Uh, you can grab and go. You can sit down and you know have your meal really quickly and out the door. So this one is it's a beautiful dining room. It has really wonderful table service. But what is a really nice plant-based restaurant that isn't all salad? Well, that's what I'll find out from the two chefs. Um, I'll ask them about how they came up with the menu, how they created dishes that, you know, just aren't salad and tofu, and why you should get used to seeing more of this type of food. So I've got Chef David Lee, uh, well-known, formerly of Splendido, now the chef and owner of Nota Bene. Also Chef Tyler Shedden, he's worked for the likes of Gordon Ramsay and Daniel Boulud. So these are two chefs who really know what they're doing, who've cooked in fantastic Michelin-starred restaurants with some of the top chefs uh, in the world, and they've collaborated to create a menu and a restaurant that is very veggie forward. So if you have questions for them about this, feel free to text in 71010. They'll be joining me just after the break and they'll be here for the hour. So we've got lots of good things to talk about. Hopefully they can share also some ideas and inspiration for you. I know I think people are very open to the idea of maybe cutting some meat out of their diet, maybe doing one or two days a week where they you know, don't have meat as the center of their dinner plate. So if you want these ideas, text in and let me know, 71010, so I can ask the guys and share some of their ideas with you. Um, I also want to let you know that um, I, it seems strange to come back after such an absence and not let you know that there's something you could take home. On my website, paychen.com, click on blogs. There, I'm giving away a brand new Philips pasta maker. And if this sounds kind of familiar, it's because a year ago, when they first came out with a machine, I gave one away on my blog as well. It's worth over $300. And I've been using the machine on a couple of different TV segments as demos. And um, and I loved it so much that I asked them if I could give one away. So just go into blogs. You can find some info there. And it's just really easy to enter for your chance to win this machine. I love it because you just pour in your dry ingredients, your flour, your wet ingredients. It could be just water. Maybe it's water and egg. The machine mixes everything, kneads the dough, and then extrudes the dough for you. So you never have to really get your hands dirty. It does everything. And only in a couple of minutes. So if, for anyone who loves the idea of fresh pasta, but who, like me, was hasn't yet to be successful in making her own pasta dough, uh, you I think you'll really love this machine. It's really great. You can do up to a pound of pasta in, in, in 15 minutes. And uh, it also comes with different shaping discs. So you can make, for example, you could do spaghetti. You can do fettuccine. You can do like angel hair pasta. Um, you can also make lasagna noodles. So there's lots of great ideas there. So again, it's paychen.com. Click on blogs and uh, you can enter there on my website. So the uh, the two chefs are coming up very soon, Chef David Lee and Tyler Shedden from a Planta restaurant. Again, chefs have cooked all over the world. Send in your questions, 7, 10, 10, and uh, be sure to tune in and listen to these uh, the two chefs talking a bit. About, we're going to talk about the menu, but also I just want to talk about their inspiration and what may not translate well as a vegan dish. Like there are some things you can mimic okay, but there are other things that it's like, you know what, that's that's not going to work out. So we'll talk to them about the successes and maybe some of the things that uh, they're still working on. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk at 1010. More with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. You know, there's a new restaurant in town, and it's not unlike a lot of uh, other new places opening. It's not all about burgers or barbecue and whole animals being roasted over an open flame. In fact, there's no meat to be found anywhere in the kitchen or the restaurant. It's a new plant-based restaurant in Yorkville. It's called Planta. And in studio, I have uh, Chef David Lee, formerly of Splendido, currently with Nota Bene, uh, and Tyler Shedden, who is with the Chase Hospitality Group. And the two of you have worked together to create um, the menu and this restaurant. So you've both... You have quite a vast cooking experience. I mean, David, you come from a few generations of chefs, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, my um, my uh, my grandparents, my uh, my uh, my father, they were great uh, chefs in their own um, back home. And you grew up in England. Is that what what you refer to as back home? Um, referring to back home, yes, I grew up in England, but um, originally my parents were from. Um, a small island um, in the Indian Ocean called um, Mauritius, and uh, basically we had a little uh, gastro uh, gastro pubs that we uh, that we uh, that we owned there. Did you have? I guess because uh, you moved to Canada at the age of twenty four. Um, do you have a particular style of cuisine or cooking that you're, I guess, more fond of? Um, I guess the my. My foundation would definitely be the French uh, cuisine, mm-hmm. and then uh, upon uh, my uh, up big, up uh, my, my my childhood would uh, would be some hints of uh, Asian um, influences in there, a little bit of uh, Indian influences in there, and then even to make it even more complicated, um, because of all my travels around the world, um, you know you 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 pick up little love mm-hmm. from each uh, countries that you go to and you try and implement it in your cooking there. Well, which I think works really well in a city like Toronto, where there are probably people who know exactly what you've introduced in terms of whether it's a spice or a type of, or an ingredient or um, a certain way of cooking. Absolutely. And it's definitely helped us at uh, Planta, um, you know, for um, creating the menu and being a hundred percent plant-based um, and in the beginning, in the development stage, um, with, uh, planter, you know, we, it, it, it got so complicated because there were so many ideas that we wanted to put on the menu and, uh, in, in the developments. And, uh, we had to restrain ourselves, you know, <laughs> right at the beginning. I mean, it's only been two weeks since we've been opened and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very much looking forward to the fall coming uh, with um, some new dishes coming on. Yeah. Well, I, I want to talk a bit more about the development and the menu and all of that in a little bit. But then Tyler, who's here, uh, Tyler, you've been on the show before. So uh, just to let people know a bit about your background. So you grew up on the West Coast. I so <laughs> So you were, and you worked like, I want to say, um, Typical, but not typical, but you worked oyster farm, clam. Yeah, fishing boats and fishery, yeah, for sure. Which is very representative of the industry out there. And let's, I guess, start off with the fact that um, the two of you came together. So the the Chase Group brought on David to help with this restaurant and this menu. And you call it plant-based. And I remember when you told me about it and I said, do you mean vegan? And you were like, yes, but we're calling it plant-based. So can we just talk about why you decided to go with the term plant-based? 
David, you, you want to go with this one? Or? <laughs> um, we, we laugh at this one because, you know, we're always back and forth. Um, I think the, 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 to, to me and, 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 um, I think to the group as well, um, in, in the words of, um, you know, the, you know, what are the differences between, uh, vegan or, or, or plant-based and, mm-hmm. you know, we feel very strongly towards plant-based, you know, I think vegan is a one more step in the sense that, um, they, um, vegans may not, uh, wear, have anything to do with any animal, um, products, you know, with, um, let's say if it's, um, a leather jacket or right. leather shoelaces. So more of a way of life, there. perhaps. Like, yeah. Right. Uh, and for us plant-based, you know, we believe that, you know, I've, I've, I've turned plant-based. It's been uh, seven months now, mm-hmm. um, that I've eaten plant-based and it's 90% of my, uh, my diet. Um, you know, what I, does that mean? Um, have you given up meat completely? Or? I have. Yes. Yeah, I have. Wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, the reason being, because I think it was very important for me to, to understand how, you know, a plant-based um, person would, would eat, would right. feel. I, I had to get those, uh, cravings, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, uh, the needs for, 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 uh, somebody who eats, uh, plant-based. Right. Yeah. And so you're not like, well, that makes sense. Otherwise you could be the chef who's like crushing a burger before he starts dinner service. And you're like, I feel fine sending all these crudités out there, you know, it's great. So you actually adopted the lifestyle in order to, you know, um, familiarize yourself with the concept of the restaurant. Yes. And, um, and I must say, I, I absolutely love it. You know, it's given me more energy. The, the, um, really? Because people say that, and I never know if I believe them. No, it's real. <laughs> I can tell you, it, 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 it truly has. The, and I found that um, with the new um, lifestyle that I have by eating plant-based, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, I feel better. I, I think a little bit quicker. Um, and um, the creativity is, um, it's, um, it's, it's different. Can I, before you went plant-based or vegan, uh, were you a big meat eater to begin with? Because I think sometimes the the transition, maybe it's easier if let's say you were already a fairly healthy eater or you were someone who ate lean proteins and fish. But if you were someone who perhaps ate a lot of maybe pasta and and, I don't know, uh, meats, then it would be a much more significant change. Yeah, I would say uh, 70% uh, fish Mm -hmm. and then um, 30% uh, meat there. But now it's kind of in the, it's it's, um, 90% plant-based and then the 5% fish and 5% uh, meat. Okay. And once you get into it and you figure out what is satisfying for you, Mm -hmm. I think... It changes your whole perspective on on meat, going back to eating meat or, you know, I think I did it for about three months, uh, full, yeah. full plant-based. Um, so you cut out, you cut out the dairy, like no eggs, yeah. no butter, no yeah. cheese. I, I yeah. missed, I ended up missing the dairy the most myself. I would, yes. That's, <laughs> I had no problem with, with meat or fish, but yeah. the dairy was what I really missed. Yogurt and butter, but butter ice cream. <laughs> I'm like I, I don't know if I could live a life. But like I think cheese. Good plant really based ice cream though too. I mean, is there a good one though? I've tried a few. I've sampled and mm, if you make it one? though. Oh, you have to make it. What do you? What do you use as a base? Coconut milk. 
Yes. Yes. Nuts as well. Oh, okay. Um, so the guys are going to stick around. So I've got Chef David Lee and Tyler Shedden uh, from Planta. We're going to talk a bit more about their inspiration uh, for the restaurant and the menu. So it's plant-based, meaning it's vegan, uh, and how you are able to perhaps convert the carnivores out there and eat because you both were and, and you did this little experiment and then David's still doing it um, and how you can actually cr- create creative plant-based meals that aren't just all about salads and tofu and let's change some people's minds and maybe give them some inspiration. If you have a question, you can always text in at 71010. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Listening to the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me this Saturday afternoon. Uh, my guests today are two chefs. They are not uh, necessarily, you know, vegan chefs who preach kale all the time, um, but they're both experienced chefs who've opened up a new vegan restaurant. It's called Planta. It's uh, in Yorkville at Bay and Bloor. And uh, in studio, I have chefs David Lee and Tyler Shedden. Now, we were just talking before the break about the fact uh, how you both adopted a plant-based diet to sort of prepare for um, creating the menu and um, getting the restaurant off the ground. It's been open for, is it now two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks today. And I, we were just saying in the break, um, and, and Tyler didn't get to finish telling me a story. I'm not sure if you'll say it on air, but I was asking you, I said, well, I guess the smart thing and not calling it vegan is that it looks like a nice restaurant. You look at the menu and go, well, this is a nice sounding menu. You could probably get a lot of, you probably will and have had people walk in and have lunch or dinner there, not realizing that they've just eaten at a, a quote unquote vegan restaurant. And you were, and Tyler, you're talking about the first guy that walked into the restaurant. Well, he, he was a special case. He, he just loves that space. So he walked in and said, you know, I just want to make a res- reservation here because this is where I've eaten for the past 25 years. Because it used to be the old Pangea restaurant. Um, but there are definitely a lot of people who don't eat plant-based have come through the door and are very, very, very pleasantly surprised about what we give them, you know, in terms of their satisfaction level and having no qualms about not even having meat on the, on the menu. Now there are a lot of, um, there are several vegan and vegetarian restaurants in the city that do quite well. They're always very busy. There's like the fresh restaurant chains, there's freshy comforting Kim. Um, but you felt like it was time to do something, I guess, a, a little bit different. So what did you, or who did you look to for inspiration when you thought, okay, we're going to do a vegan plant-based restaurant, but not in the style of what's already in the city? In terms of uh, inspiration, I think um, Dirt Candy in uh, New York, uh, Amanda Cohen, uh, what she's doing down there, but she does um, <clears throat> she does veg- vegetarian, and um, I really loved what um, she's doing that. So I got a lot of inspiration from a lot of her dishes, mm-hmm. and um, in terms of inspiration, it it you know. We've been, there was one client and a very good friend of mine, um, about two years ago, he came into the restaurant and, um, you know, this is, um, this is a guy who's been eating all his life and probably one of the biggest foodies that I know. 
um, in terms of like we would go on um, barbecue runs to <laughs> Austin, Texas, lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Oh, my God. That's and, a lot of meat. Um, yeah, it's a lot of meat and four days. And um, anyway, two years ago, he, he came to me and he says, okay, uh, I'm plant-based. And I said, oh <laughs> well, what do you mean I'm plant-based? He says, well, I don't eat this. I don't eat that. I don't, you know, I'm 100% plant-based. And I said, okay, I want you to cook for me like that. And my cooks in the kitchen looked at me and uh, it was, oh, my God. And I said, no, guys, this is, a, this is actually a good thing because, A, it's a challenge. And um, I'm definitely one, you know, to uh, be known for. I love challenges. So, so two years we've been, uh, you know, I've been cooking for this, um, for this good friend of mine. And um, so it, it, you know, I, I, I actually fell in love with the cuisine because it made you think about cooking and ingredients in a very, very different way. And um, Like how? What do you mean by the, that? Well, let's take a, a, a very simple um, example like the tuna, uh, tuna poke. As right. an example. So, so that's on, and poke is all over the city now. This correct, year, yeah. it has definitely exploded in terms of sort of that Hawaiian staple yeah, dish. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, you know, so in my mind, in the chef's mind, you know, I, I'm not trying to replace the poke in the sense of saying, okay, I'm trying to replace the tuna, but how can we make a poke like being plant based? So, what we did, we, uh, we took some watermelon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put some kombu with, with the uh, watermelon. So we marinated it. So it gives it that, that, that seaness in, in, if you will. So umami. So it gives you that salt, saltiness that, mm-hmm. that you need in the plant-based cooking there. And the texture that you get from, uh, the watermelon brings it up to another level. And what we do is we serve some smashed potato, sorry, smashed avocados, um, and some toasted uh, nori and some uh, some uh, citrus uh, soya with that, and that's a dish in its uh, in its own, right? So, for like, as an example, uh, one of our best sellers on the menu, menu is definitely the cauliflower tots with some truffle uh, parmesan cheese. So we mm-hmm. make our own. So just there alone, it's you know it's it's very exciting. It's very fun. You know, at Planter. You know, with the small plates, with the snacks, and with the pizzas that we're serving as well. Well, I was um, there for your friends and family. So just before you opened, um, and like most restaurants do, a couple days before you actually open to the public, you kind of work out the kinks and do a little bit of a uh, a trial in a way. Like you you run it like a regular service, but uh, usually with people that you know, and that way um, the servers get familiar, the kitchen, the bar, and all of that. So it's kind of nice to be there in one of those early days. And I had the pizza and I love pizza and I love cheese. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what, what I would think of the, of the pizza, the vegan pizza that was coming. Um, but it was really nice. And you had somehow created a bit of the smokiness that you normally get with, um, meat on pizza, like the pepperoni. And I wasn't quite sure how you did that, but it was, it was really nice. I was really impressed with it. What ingredients or foods were the most challenging to kind to introduce or recreate plant based. I want to assume um, that dairy is one of them. I think that I think the notion is that I'm I'm not trying to recreate in terms of a fakeness or some kind of a processed type of food. Well, because there is a lot that, of processed vegan food. Uh, correct. Yeah, there is, but not definitely not a planter, and that's mm-hmm. one of my biggest uh, rule that we don't have any processed food. 
or items on the on the menu that we don't do ourselves and uh, in terms of to innovate and that's very important to to me there so you know just you know we have this uh, 18 carat um 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 hot dog there so uh, basically we 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 buy the best ingredients so the the carrots come from cookstown um and it's an organic carrot there it goes through a process and then we smoke it with uh, oak uh, white oak uh, and then uh, we finish it off with a little bit of olive oil on the plancher and we serve it with some uh, sauerkraut dill and some uh, some mustard and um you know and you know we've got we, we've gotten great feedback from it uh, from that uh, particular dish you know well, it, it, love it. when you when you when you go to eat it it really actually when you go to bite it it brings that smokiness into your nose and and you smell it and it's very reminiscent of a hot dog. So it's a carrot instead of the the hot dog wiener, but it's been the way you've cooked it and smoked it has that same look, bit of familiarity. There's one dish too. I had your your crab cakes, um, and the texture because I think a lot of the challenges with um, <clears throat> doing plant based versions of foods that people might be familiar with as meat or fish is uh, creating a texture that is somewhat similar or familiar. And it was really impressive to have this giant crab cake, which obviously you weren't trying to make it taste like crab, but it had that nice texture because I think, is it hearts of palm that you use? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's the hearts of palm. And, and, and again, you know, creating the, um, the, the certain elements in the plant-based cooking um, is definitely, you know, where do we get our, um, our salt from, whether it's from, uh, whether it's from misu, sorry, miso, Mm-hmm. Whether it's from kombu, whether it's from uh, soya sauce or d- a different type of soya sauce, uh, each each ingredient will give it uh, a different depth for for sure. And textures play a big part in the plant-based uh, cuisine there and the acidity as well. Now, the, uh, actually, someone just texted in, a listener texted in and said, uh, I ate at Planta and didn't know until I finished that it was vegan or even vegetarian. Food is spectacular. I've already gone back twice. Uh, that's very nice. <laughs> so I'm that's sure you had nice. that kind of yeah. feedback from people who were there and thought, you know, I, I think I had a burger, I had a pizza, and I didn't really notice. <laughs> but th- that's the yeah. point, right? Yeah. I think, you know, for Stephen Salm, you know, the president of, of CHG, for him, he just wanted to have another restaurant just like any other restaurant that he would build. Right. Just that it's plant-based. And I think that's the difference I don't think there's any, no one's out to prove anything. I think it's just, you just want to have a great restaurant and that doesn't serve any meat because I think in the future we're, we're seeing already, I was sent an article today about a giant beef feedlot closing down in Alberta. And I think that, uh. you know, the, the environmental impact of, of eating plant-based, mm-hmm. if more people can, you know, eat that way 50% of the time, it's going to help to solve our current situation as well, right? Yeah, so it's not about converting someone and saying you have to eat this way uh, every day for the rest of your life, but just maybe making small changes in your diet and and introducing new dishes, new foods a little bit. Because it's just as enjoyable. Yeah. We're going to talk more with the chefs. You can text in at 71010. We're going to take a quick break here on the Pay Chen Show. We'll be right, right after this. Hey, 
Chen Show continues on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Maybe the word vegan makes you roll your eyes and picture, you know, crunchy salads with tofu and maybe some sprinkling of nuts. Um, I get my two guests are changing the way you think about vegan or plant-based food. So no meat, no butter, cheese, cream, honey. Uh, so Plant Out Restaurant just opened in Yorkville about two weeks ago. I've got Chefs David Lee and Tyler Shedden here with me. So we talked about some of the uh, items on the menu but I would like to know what are some things you experimented with when you were developing the restaurant, the menu, um, that you just didn't end up putting on the menu, that things that just didn't work out? Um, I think the biggest one was the um, definitely, definitely the planter burger. And, um, you know, this was one dish that, you know, I was very happy with. And um, when we did a focus group, um, the, the, the different comments would, would uh, come up. And um, so anyway, it was only two days before the opening um, that we developed um, uh, a burger with no uh, uh, no gluten. Mm-hmm. So we have a gluten-free uh, burger and uh, there's no nuts in there either there. And um, that was only two days before uh, opening there. So that was a very, very big discussion in, um, in, in, in getting this burger right there. And we, it took us a long time to, to get it right there. But we feel, uh, we, we feel now that we have a great burger on the menu. So what is in the burger if there's no, there's no nuts and there's no gluten and no meat? <laughs> uh, you have to come down a plant and try. <laughs> Give me an idea. Well, because you know so, what? I love veggie-based burgers. Like you can go onto any website or Google, like, um, you know, veggie burger, and there's lots of great options. Some of them are made with squash. Some of them are yeah, made with we, rice. The, the base is uh, there's three ingredients that I'll tell you what the base is. Okay. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, lentils. Yes. It's uh, black beans mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, mushrooms there. It's very Those, high in fiber, this burger. Yeah, it is. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's a great burger there. And the way we finish it off, it's uh, it's crispy too. There, so it gives you that kind of meat kind of um, texture. Now, for uh, for people who have never tried eating, let's say plant based, but are curious, and and I think the key here is that we haven't been telling people you have to switch switch over. Like you, sh- you no, know you should eat vegan. You should eat vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different it's different food to try, perhaps a new uh, a new dish, and. Um, there's like you know what is the weirdest thing is my mom is trying to FaceTime me from Halifax right now. She's the worst timing. Yeah. My mother who has no idea what I do for for work. <laughs> she has a plant based question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what's going on? Stop talking about me. Yeah. Um, how do you uh, replace dairy in your menu or in your dishes? So things like let's say cheese because you do offer uh, a few pizzas, for example, yeah, or cream I, sauces. I think that just to give you a very, very quick example, I think that, you know, we have a pasta on the menu. Uh, we call it a spaghettoni pasta, zucchini cream, pumpkin seeds, and a little tomato salsa. So, you know, we use the word as cream mm-hmm. because it does taste like cream. And I remember um, um, uh, being at Notre Bene, we, we would always have this soup on our, um, on in the summer. And, and the lady said that, there's, there's dairy in this. And we said, no, no, madam, there's, there's no dairy. And, uh, she'd be so upset. She thought, you know, we were lying and we say, no, we, we guarantee <laughs> you. So in the end, we just, you know, we put our smiling faces on it. This is what we do. This is the industry that we're in. And, um, but 
to answer the, the, your, your question there in terms of the zucchini uh, cream there, so if you mm-hmm. take a couple of zucchinis, uh, saute them off in a little bit of olive oil, garlic, add a little bit of, uh, um, add, a, add a little bit of water and puree it up, um, it's like cream. Oh. Uh, so you don't need to add additional high fat cream in there. Right. You know, and, um, and it tastes good. It makes you feel good. And, um, uh, there's no reason that you, you know, you need that cream. Yeah. I know that a lot of, um, dairy is sort of mimicked or recreated using uh, a nut base. So like cashew cream, I see often I've, I've made that for like a vegan tomato soup once. And it was like a, a cream drizzle, but it was made with um, soaked cashews that were blended up. Yeah, we, we, we make our own, uh, um, our own cashew mozzarella um, for the, for the pizzas um, at Planter. And what does that involve? Um, well, it involves a lot of uh, cashew, um, cashew nuts there. <laughs> And, um, and I mean a lot and, um, you know, we have three, we have three pizzas on the menu. One's called the, the Frenchie, the Italian job and the margarita. And, uh, it, it, in our base, um, it's definitely the cashew, um, mozzarella there. So, um, it, 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 it gives you the texture of a mozzarella, mm-hmm. but it, it, it won't give you that melting effect, you know, right. again, that. I can't replace, you know, I'm not trying to replace um, that buffalo mozzarella um, with my um, cashew mozzarella that I'm making, that, you know, but in terms of a substitute being a plant-based, it's, it's a great option there and it's a great, it's a great pizza there. Now, tomorrow we're open for, um, it's going to be our first uh, brunch oh, okay. that we're opening uh, tomorrow at Planta. And, um, you know, we've, <laughs> we've made a great, um, um, we've a great pizza. It's called Landlocks. So mm-hmm. we've, uh, it's like a smoked salmon, but we haven't, you know, we haven't done it from salmon, but we've, we've done a process with carrots that it kind of, that gives you that texture of, sm- of, uh, smoked salmon, there, and capers, onions, some potatoes. I'm and guessing there won't be any eggs Benedict. There is no eggs ben- Benedict, <laughs> but we definitely have, uh, crab cake Benedict. Uh, crab oh, cake Benedict. Okay. Okay, you can totally do that. Um, what did you find trickiest? Like, what was really tricky to to perfect? I know you mentioned the burger, but in terms of um, an ingredient that is common in no, um, non plant based diets that you wanted to include, um, it's a good um, it's a good question. I, 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 you know, one of the the, the we're still developing a cheese program, mm-hmm. and um, I'm very curious about this because I and, love cheese, and I have tried the. There's vegan cheese you can buy at the health food stores. Um, it's gross. Yeah, I, I, you know, there wasn't one particular cheese out there that I fell in love with, and um, you know, when I went to um, when I went to New York, there was this cheese plate that I had, and I had to tell you, it was like. Definitely on the one, um, definitely on my top 10 list. Really? Yeah. And it was, it was all plant based. It was all plant based and uh, it was uh, fantastic there. So, you know, our team is, uh, definitely looking into, um, to making our own cheeses, but you know, that's gonna, with at least six months out, you know, before we time. put that on the menu. Absolutely. Now, yeah. let's say for listeners who are really intrigued by the idea of, um, eating, you know, maybe once or twice a week, having a meal that's more plant-based because they are typically, uh, you know, meat eaters or fish eaters. What are some of your sort of like easy suggestions, even if it's a 
cooking something in a certain way, or perhaps it's an ingredient that you have really loved working with in developing a plant-based menu? Um, I'd say that's, that's easy. Come to Planta and we're going to cook for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can't do I, that three times a day, seven days a week. <laughs> I, I, I think that, um, uh, soups is, um, is definitely one of the, um, easiest things and one of the trickiest things to, um, to cook and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to taste good. I think by, um, buying a, a, a pressure cooker, is one of the best um, cooking um, cooking pieces of equipment that I have in the kitchen, especially for cooking uh, grains, mm-hmm. soups, um, because it beans, it, beans yeah. any pulses, because it it saves you a lot of time. In, um, in 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 instead of taking three hours, it it may take you twenty minutes to forty five minutes to cook in a chickpea from, uh, from dried without soaking it. Right. And it tastes 10 times better there. So that's a pressure cooker. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Tyler? Something that would be easy for like for people to introduce at home that maybe they're not doing now because they rely on maybe meat and... Well, I think if you want to get into protein, I think, you know, traditional things to start with is you know, using good quality tofu, non-GMO stuff and Mm. using good quality rice and, and, and pulses, you know, I think that's, for me, that's where I started because that's the only way I, I knew to get proper protein as well as, as nuts. Um, I think it's a lot of playing around and figuring out what you like and what satisfies you. Um, Because it's going to be different for everyone, was I'm there, sure. Yeah. Were, you know? Was there um, a particular cookbook or anything that you guys had flipped through that you liked, that you looked at for inspiration and thought, hey, this is not bad for starting out? The first book that I ever came across that mm-hmm. sparked my interest was a long time ago, like 2002, I think. Uh, it was Charlie Trotter book, Being a Chef, you know, looking at Charlie Trotter book. And I, I remember when he came out with a book called raw, mm-hmm. which is way ahead of its time. Um, there, you know, he, he was working with a, with another woman who, uh, was making cashew cheese right. back then. And which was something really weird and unheard of at that time. Completely. Now people, I think have heard of it, even if they have, if they're <clears throat> not in their diet. Yeah. Um, okay. La- last question. Is there a pre- potentially a cookbook in the future? based on what you have created at Planta. I mean, we've got two star chefs here who've collaborated. Uh, it's David. David, <laughs> David will come out with a book uh, for sure. At some point. I think it'll be a very short book. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Really uh, loved having you here. Uh, thank you to uh, Chefs Tyler Shedden and David Lee. The restaurant is a Planta, and you can find out more information online as well, plantatoronto.com. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I'll be back next Saturday. 